When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So you have come here for information. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert update. A quick look at what's happening in entertainment. We dug up a lot of good dirt. On My Talk. My Talk. Listen and learn. All right, well, Roseanne Barr said that she was leaving Twitter yesterday. That is a lie. She is defending herself on the social media site this afternoon, tweeting that her comparison of Valerie Jarrett to an ape was, quote, insensitive and not racist. Barr tweeted, I'm not a racist. I never was and I never will be. She goes on to say one stupid joke in a lifetime of fighting for civil rights for all minorities against network studios and at the expense of my nervous system, family wealth will never be taken from me. Those official words from Roseanne's Twitter account this afternoon. That's weird. Yeah. I mean, it, it was racist. Yes, it yeah, was. I mean, just flat it, out, there's no there's other... no arguing about uh-uh. it. It was, exactly. And updating you on Harvey Weinstein again this afternoon. He was officially indicted on sex crime charges today, just hours after he said he wouldn't testify before a grand jury. The grand jury voted to indict Weinstein on charges of first and third degree rape and first degree criminal sexual act. He is due in court again at the end of July. And Kim Kardashian has been photographed outside of the White House this afternoon before her meeting with Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner to get Alice Marie Johnson's life sentence commuted. Johnson was convicted for drug conspiracy and money laundering in 97, and they were her first offenses, and Kim has taken up her cause over the last year. Apparently, this meeting has been in the works for months. Kim Kardashian definitely looking like she means business. She is wearing a full suit, heels, blazer, everything. And pants she, suit. Pants yeah. suit, everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what, what power do those two have just to influence their dad? They're advisors. They're advisors. Yeah. Okay. So they're advisors to the president. They, they have security they, clearance. Yes, they have top right. security yeah. clearance. Unbelievable. Yeah. And it was reported yesterday that Mariah Carey sold her 35-carat diamond engagement ring that uh, she received from former fiancé James Packer for $2.1 million to an L.A. jeweler. And, well... Her ring finger wasn't bare too long. She was spotted last night with a new ring on that finger. It is a um, butterfly statement rings on each hand. So it seems like she's just moving on just fine with Brian Tanaka. Having fun doing her thing. Doing her thing. Yes. All right. Well, that's all the dirt this hour. For more everything entertainment, check out our website. It's mytalk1071.com. Okay, appreciate the info. Dirt Alert updates at the top of every hour. Plus, get extended Dirt Alerts at 820, 1220, and 520. Be back in an hour. Okay. And now, Lori and Julia with producer Donnie Love on My Talk. Everything entertainment. Well, you know, we're here, so what the heck. We'll do another hour for you because we know that it's something you want us to do. It's the Lori and Julia show on My Talk 1071. Everything 
entertainment talking TV, I believe. Yeah, we, we are. are. And uh, we're so sad about this. I'm so sad. <laughs> One of my favorite shows, which is so shallow, and I. It's, we both loved it. I know, the arrangement. Which was kind of um, a scripted take on Scientology and the Tom Cruise Katie Holmes relationship. It was, and it e. was on E. It just, it's over. It was E's second scripted series following the Royals. The May thirteenth finale now will serve as the series finale. We had two uh, great um, seasons of it: Josh mm-hmm. Henderson and Michael Bart. There were so many good people in it. I know. And the TBD on the Royals mm-hmm. from E. Which I love, because too. the reason why the Royals is up in the air is the creator and the showrunner is. was fired after sexual harassment yeah. allegations. So yeah. um, very sad. Very. We're so bummed. And, very. you know, uh, Josh Henderson, first he was on that great remake of Dallas. Yep. And we ran into him at the Kentucky Derby. He has so one cute. blue eye and one green eye oh, and couldn't have been kinder to us. He was lovely. I'm very bummed about that. I am. I am too. bummed. All right, I've got a little bit of news here on the on Roseanne, the TV show. Mm-hmm. So this is according to Variety. John Goodman and Roseanne Barr earned about two hundred fifty thousand dollars per episode, and she earned about twenty one million dollars for acting, directing, and producing the nine episodes of the new series. Wow. Yep. So that's a lot of money. That must have been John Goodman got twenty five thousand per episode. Two hundred fifty thousand. Oh, two hundred fifty thousand. He was spotted walking his dog in Beverly Hills, uh, looking sad, looking real sad. I know. And the New York Times has a story with uh, some of the writers uh, who worked on Roseanne, and because the entire season had been written and shot before yep. the premiere episode aired in late March. Mm-hmm. And um, they said, because she, always the, the reputation on her show in the 90s was that she treated her writers like crap and that yep. it was a very hard show to work on. Mm-hmm. So um, this guy uh, uh, that's talking in the New York Times, he was a super a supervising producer for one season on the old show before being fired and then he was rehired for this show and there was a sense of purpose that this time Roseanne could speak to a segment of the country that's often overlooked in primetime TV, working class families, blah, right. blah, blah. He said, we all trust each other and we were all on the same team. But by the time this show aired, things had changed. The show had become a lightning rod. Then President Trump praised the show. And of course, like he always does, takes credit for everything, makes it be about him. And right. that gave it even more of a lightning rod. And... Um, and then there was the nagging, this is what this Mr. Rassman said, the nagging, relentless presence of Roseanne Barr's Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. He said, we didn't know what was going to happen. She would tweet stuff, then apologize and get off Twitter, and then it would get better, and then it would blow up again. Half of the writers, we followed her to see what would be coming our way. Some of the other writers couldn't do it. They couldn't handle the stress of it. Right. By the end of the season, Whitney Cummings, comedian. Yes. And the sh- the sitcom's showrunner. Was Whitney Cummings? Yes. Oh, my gosh. She left the series. And oh, other- she did? Yes. Oh. Other writers left, some of them saying that their social media accounts had been overwhelmed by negative comment. By the time that first season ended, 50% of the staff 
Raiders had left. <gasps> I did not wow. know that. 50%? Yeah. yeah. and But there was a sense of optimism yesterday sure. as a group of writers and producers gathered in Studio City to discuss the show's second season. And then... The they tweet, didn't know. They saw then, the tweet. Yeah, and then the show that it was can the announcement by ABC was canceled, and that's how they found out. And they just said it was always it was a tough, tough show. But they mm. these writers are very bummed, uh, along with all the other people, because as we the know from that, period. well, that Nell Scovell's book mm-hmm. that we had her on, and she's writer in Hollywood for lots of shows. Yep. You know, they make commitments now. All the shows that are uh, they're all they've already been they're in the production. Writers. Yeah, yep. they're all in writing. So, and on a, on Sunday, the talent was supposed to gather uh, for what they call the uh, the reading. The uh, no, the for your consideration Emmys campaign. Oh, that's right, that's right. That's not going to happen because no? I'm sure they wanted to get a nomination for best comedy, and that's all out the window yeah. now. So, um, yeah, they found out uh, from the press and um, had, that no one, none of the writers personally have heard from Roseanne. Uh, they don't expect to. And nobody is really going to hear from her unless they, she's calling them out on Twitter, which she's called out Wanda Sykes and Sarah Gilbert yeah. and DJ, the kid who played DJ yep. O'Connor and has called them out. So suddenly it's over. They just were like, the day began by reading her tweet and the writer's room, we were horrified. We weren't sure what to do. And then we're like, okay, it's going to be a bittersweet day uh, to write, to figure out what is the plan for these next 13 episodes. And two hours later, it was a lot of difficult goodbyes and we're all saying goodbye. And they don't know if they're going to get paid for the canceled season, severance severance pay. It all depends on the individual contracts that are. Do you think? Okay, so do you think there's any way the show could continue without her? Without her? Yeah. Let Wanda Sykes Mm. write it and have Whitney Cummings come back, and it can just be called Dan. Dan. Roseanne is. Yeah. Met her demise. Yes, her character has met her demise. Yes. It's been done She's before. She's been naughty and she had to go away. Right. So who knows, you know? And ABC owns that show. Yeah. Uh, so this talk where old Fox or someone else will pick it up. No, ABC owns the rights. That's that right. Okay. Now, I do kind of like this summer romance. Even though we originally saw photos of these two looking cozy at the 2017 Met Gala, and that was when Priyanka Chopra wore the amazing trench coat dress. Mm-hmm. Remember how much yep. we loved that? Yep. It was kind of fantastic with it was. the high collar yep. and the train. And so they posed, they arrived together, Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas, they arrived together, posed together, partied together, and everyone assumed... Last year. Yeah, because everyone assumed they were put together because they were both wearing... Custom Ralph Lauren. Right, right. And um, maybe that was start of something. But anyway, the hot new couple alert is that they are dating. And uh, they were at uh, the Beauty and the Beast live concert at the Hollywood Bowl last Friday night. They walked in together before the performance. Uh, There's no obvious hand-holding or anything. But Nick Jonas is 25. Priyanka is 35. And I feel like Nick Jonas is someone who consistently goes for women who are older. older. Always. 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 Like, he never mm-hmm. balks at a nope. 10 or 15 year no. age difference. No, he was, you know, Kate Hudson was kind of the last older woman that he was kind of linked to. And Nick would be like catnip for women in their oh, 30s and totally. 40s. He's so cute. He's darling. And I don't think and they're going to last forever, but mm-hmm. I think this could be a really fun summer fling for I these agree. two. Yeah. 
They looked really cute. And- well, she was, let's see, um, she was on with Jimmy Kimmel uh, around the same time when they showed up for the Met, when they went to the Met Gala as mm-hmm. a couple last year. And well, the, they didn't go to I know, yeah. which they both were wearing Ralph, Ralph Lauren. Lauren yeah. And she said, uh, yeah, we were at the same table and we already knew each other. And he was like, hey, you want to go to the Met Gala together? And I was like, hey, okay, let's go together. It ended up working out. Um, but naturally, nothing happened. And then... There you go. <coughs> go ahead a year. I like it. Pretty couple. I, I think so, too. And then there's cute. kind of some rumors about Halle Berry and Keanu Reeves because they're starring in the new John Wick Wait. 3 together. Yeah. And um, that that is either mm. Halle Berry's wishful thinking. There is a photo of the two of them with their heads together at like a party or i don't know if the filming has started mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people around so they can't hear each other right and and keanu Reeves, we're having an affair too then because we just did that last <laughs> exactly <night. laughs> exactly mm-hmm. yeah i think keanu has he has been a long term he's been in hollywood a long time he doesn't have a girlfriend he is single but he would have heard the halle berry rumors oh i think you're right about that yeah I think you're exactly right about that, Lori. There's no way. No way. Okay, so Mm -mm. here's the headline. Julianne Huff stages and photographs her outfits before vacations. You do too. I don't. I don't. You don't photograph, photograph, but you stage them. I do. And I'm like, what is wrong with that? Nothing. A lot of people do this. They take a picture of the outfit to figure out if it looks good. I have no problem with this. It's, It's smart. She gets paid to travel. Well, she, and she probably gets something with Marriott. Well, good for her. Yeah, that's why she does. I it. would stage and do it all too. Good I know. for her. She's Marriott, so... call us. Radisson, call us. She's so cute. <laughs> She's so cute. She is. But uh, anyway, they both plan their outfits ahead of time. I, you know what? Here's here's here's. I got to just make a confession about New Orleans um, this weekend. I hope Casey isn't listening, but he has started. To wear black socks with shorts. You mentioned oh. this earlier when we were talking oh about boy. things that I'm, we don't like. I meant, what color are the shoes? Are they sandals? Tennis shoes. Like light color. shoes. It okay. doesn't matter what color they are. Okay. It doesn't matter. You He's need showing to... leg. Wear one of your little crew socks. So my, I was just going to say that. My plan, if I dare to go through with it, <laughs> is after he packs. To go get rid of them all and replace them. That's right. Lori, I think it's, it's time. And then when he says... Did you replace my black socks? No. I'm going to say, what are you talking about? And blame it on oh, his brain like injury. Oh, he's not going to know it oh, was no, you. No, oh, no, no. She'll blame really? it on his brain injury. Oh, she will, so totally. Cool. I'll say you Maybe, know. honey, let's get your hearing check. Yeah. Are you having oh, dementia? Oh, my gosh. That's so devious. I know. Well, honey, I guess Clever. I could. I guess Why it, do you like... Or I could they, just say... Are they yeah, mid... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I did. Uh, yes. Are they mid-calf black socks? Crew socks. Crew socks. That are scrunched down. Oh. Yeah, that's all right. Okay. No, no. I, all right, no. it isn't okay. I it understand. Isn't okay. No, I understand. And, and why I not adore him? Why not just wear a little and ankleette? I, I don't know, but I feel like every time I've ever said anything to him, he doesn't listen. He yeah. he's doing it I'm, now to bug you to bug me. Yep, because he is retired now, and, and he has extra time to think of ways to bug you. This is I'm going to get her goat today. Oh, wow. Boy. All right. Listen, we'll be right back with the dirt. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, Elizabeth Reese is with us. Elizabeth, give us the dirt. I've got all sorts of stuff for you. Boy, this is the beginning of the day. I had to start with Harvey Weinstein and then go into Roseanne. And that's Mm -hmm. exactly what I'm doing with you tonight, too. Okay, but I do have updated stories. Harvey Weinstein has been indicted on sex crime charges that happened today. In New York? Mm -hmm. Just after he said he would not testify before a grand jury. They had enough evidence. They didn't need it. They didn't need it. The grand jury voted to indict Harvey Weinstein on charges of first and third degree rape and then also first degree criminal sexual act this is coming from the manhattan district attorney's office these charges are the same that were filed by police when he was uh when he surrendered to face arrest in this pair of alleged sex attacks in manhattan in 2004 and 2014 um earlier the statement said he decided not to appear before the grand jury on the advice of his attorneys Mm mm-hmm more than 80 women have publicly accused Harvey Weinstein of sexual misconduct. Oh, he's, he's right up there in uh, Bill Cosby territory yeah, with really the numbers. It's just, it's just about mm-hmm. the same. It's and if it's 80, pattern. it's probably double or triple that. Oh my gosh. And then when you add in the number of women, particularly in Harvey Weinstein's case, who, who said overseas, yes. Yeah. Overseas, but they didn't speak English very yeah. well. Or like they made the and deal with women, the devil and said yes. And said and yes. along with it. But didn't want to do it. Yeah. Right. Then you're talking hundreds. Yeah. Right. I'm probably. sure. Mm-hmm. So that's the latest with him there. Okay, interesting update on Roseanne. Not to do with Roseanne Barr. There we go. She did what she did. The show got canceled, and she's been lashing out at her co-stars. How about that? Yeah. Who um, have... And retweeting all the conspiracy nutty stuff. Yeah, which made her sick in the first Twitter. place. I know. So here's an interesting story from Entertainment Weekly. All right. They're saying there could be a scenario in the works where ABC salvages significant parts of Roseanne without having to let go of some of the best actors on television that they have on this show. John Goodman, Laurie Metcalf. Sarah Gilbert. I love it. There we go. ABC made this swift decision on Tuesday to cancel the reboot of Roseanne, but Entertainment Weekly is saying that ABC has not washed its hands of the comedy. The challenge, though, is that Roseanne was created by Roseanne Barr. Mm -hmm. The characters were conceived by her and Matt Williams. So if the sitcom were to continue even without her, she would still benefit financially because it's her concept. Right. So insiders are trying to say... They're, they're, they're saying to Entertainment Weekly that discussions are underway to try to figure out if uh, they would be able to have a different type of show, potentially design a new series around them, 
maybe called the Bonners. The Connors, you mean? The Connors. But they're saying they would call it the Bonners, Bonners. because they couldn't call it the Connors, because right. that's part of her concept. Nothing has been decided, but various options are still being weighed. Let me Hollywood speak all of that. They're going over the contract that they have with yeah. Roseanne for a fine, uh, fine-tooth comb, because Jason told us ABC Disney definitely owns the rights to Roseanne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So How I can guess we it all depends it? on what's in it. Three hours ago, she tweeted, you guys make me feel like fighting back. I will examine all my options carefully and get back to you. So that means she's looking at her contract right? with her lawyer because you can only imagine how many pages it is. Oh, my yes, gosh. Yes, I know. Ben Sherwood at ABC said uh, much has been said and written about yesterday's decision to cancel the Roseanne show. This is in an email that went out. In the end, it came down to doing what's right and upholding our values of inclusion, tolerance, and civility. Not enough, however, has been said about the many men and women who poured their hearts and lives into the show and were just getting started on next season. We're so sorry they were swept up in all of this, and we give thanks for their remarkable talents, wish them well, and hope to find another way to work together down the road. Mm -hmm. I hope they do something. I think it'd be great. Mm -hmm. I would even watch it, I think. It is Mm -hmm. a nice... Ben Sherwood went on and said that last 24 hours have also been a powerful reminder of the importance of words and everything we do online and on the air and the responsibility of using social media and all of our programs and platforms with careful thought, decency, and consideration. Yep. (sighs) May one day the president of the United States be held to the same standard as Roseanne Barr. Wouldn't that be nice? That is a whole nother (laughs) issue. Mm -hmm. Uh, Prince Harry and Duchess Meghan, they've got their new home. They're just doing great, and it's oh so sweet. They've signed a new two-year lease for a home on the Great Two Estate in the Cotswolds. This is a ninety-minute drive from London. Is this the house, the home that Queen Elizabeth gave them? This is the one that where they're going to spend their weekend. So this must be different. No, Queen Elizabeth was giving them a yes, home. Yes, she was. She was giving them a home, a second home. That one. Well, okay. So their Nottingham Cottage at Kensington Palace is undergoing renovations, yes, and that's, that's where they're going to live in London. Um, and the Queen says that they're most likely, or the sources are saying she's going to most likely give them a house as a wedding present. But whichever one they get will need an update. Yeah. All right. The one so, in the country. Yeah. There's a country. The country home. one that they've rented then is called Westfield Large. Oh, doesn't that sound? I know. It's on uh, 4,000 acres, the grounds. And Megan fell in love with the Cotswolds and fell in love with the estate the first time she went. How can you not? No, I know. It's so darling. They recently had security cameras installed around the perimeter, in case you were wondering. Mm-hmm. That's very exciting. I think that is. Um, and then she has a new friend, Megan Markle does, Amal Clooney. Amal is helping Meghan settle into London life following her wedding to Prince Harry is what the Daily Mail is reporting. Oh, that'd be the easiest thing in the world. I could write this story. No kidding. I know. They forged a natural friendship following her move to the UK. And uh, Amal is doing what she can to make sure she feels comfortable in mm-hmm. the British capital. Okay, fantastic. I mean, it's just any excuse to print more pictures of Amal and George anywhere. I know. Because they're so pictures from the wedding. Reason, though. I did love that mustard-colored dress. I did, too. Wore. I loved it. I mean, she's just... It's just ridiculous mm-hmm. how stunning she is. I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, George Clooney's only regret in life is going to be that he doesn't get to spend more years with her. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. You're just giving me the chills. Well, that's <laughs> going to be it. That's so bloody he's going romantic. To say, I just... If only I Elizabeth. could have one more day. Mm-hmm. That is so romantic. Elizabeth, what would you do if your husband wore black socks with <laughs> shorts, shorts and, and, you, and you didn't like them? Oh, he and, would never do that. But let's just say, hypothetically, he, he went through a phase and he started to wear them. Yeah, and you're like going, Kenny does. And you're going on a trip. 
and you don't want him to wear them on said trip, would you like wait for him to pack his bag, then take them all out and put in his them. anklets? Oh, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be above that. That's what I'm going to do. She wouldn't be above that either. <laughs> no, Kenny, I wouldn't what do be you think? Is that what's happening? Yeah. Yes. I oh, never... you can't do that, Lori. You I can't am. wear Why? that. No, I know. No, no, you, so can, Lori, you can sneak them out. When can you start dressing them? Well. <laughs> when you're married? <laughs> I don't know. My husband is a better dresser than me, so I never have to worry about this. But mm-hmm. my mom, what she does to my dad, is she goes in his closet when he's not around and she throws things away, like jeans that have holes in them yeah. that he continues to wear oh my God. or socks with yeah, holes in them. We, and I, then what? she, I mean, I she married, buys him new clothes, oh but she goes in and says, that's this too is, ugly. Yeah. Yes. I mean, what? Kenny, my father is the president of a university. He can't be walking around that's town right. with holes yes, in his he can. pants. Yes, he can. Oh my I did. He's just no, a tax-paying citizen. I disappeared things from the laundry that mm-hmm. I thought Casey's da- busty no. daughter shouldn't be wearing. The oh. busted, busty daughter. Uh, how old? Well, she was in high school. Yeah. Oh, and you well, thought, this is not okay. No, that's okay. You, yeah, you, you've yeah. You've got to do that. You oh, you can that. find those socks and just replace oh, them. Oh, yeah. I'm like, hell no, you're not wearing this Hooter shirt. And she's like, where's my Hooter shirt? And I go, I don't know. What <laughs> happened? You know, the, you know the washing machine eats things? Oh, yeah. That's just, just responsible, time. loving you of the people in your life. you gave that to her the year before No, I didn't. I did not. I did not. Hide the socks. I never, ever, ever wear shorts without black socks. Black socks. socks. Ever. Of course. Ever. Ever. Of course. Kenny. You're my husband's spirit animal. <laughs> Kenny, when you wear the quilt, we're going to ask for something. <laughs> the the utility kilt. Yeah. The utility kilt. And then there was a scandal. Vintage scandal. It was quite the scandal. I am shocked at your behavior. (laughs) All right. So this uh, story, Sex, Drugs, and Disco, is prompted by the fact that the Studio 54 co-founder, Ian Schrager, there's an upcoming documentary that's going to be released. It opens on June 15th about Studio 54. Is it going to be a movie in movie theaters? It's a document, yeah. So I don't know. It got the deal in, in hand. And he's not... You know, he hasn't really spoken out a lot about it. The The documentary is called um, Stu, Just Studio 54. Variety, when they reviewed it at Sundance, they said it was thrilling and definitive. And it basically charts how these two Brooklyn boys, Ian Schrager and Steve Rubell, met in college and created this perfect club that was open for a little less than three years. I know, isn't that oh, something? Yes, how big yeah. of a headline it made? 33 months. It was the, uh, you know, glamorous sophistication and primal hedonism. And it opened in a one-time CBS soundstage in April of 1977. And almost really immediately became the epicenter of nightlife in New York City and the world. And the sex, drugs, and disco that was offered at Studio 54 served as the perfect release for a generation that was ready to get away from Watergate and the Vietnam War. And basically, 33 months later, the club was destroyed by vice and greed. Its short reign spawned a lot of stories. So here are some of the... Okay, tell me. Some of the crazy stories from the legendary heydays. Okay. The opening night, Donald and Ivana Trump attended... And he was newly married to his wife, Ivana. They had been uh, having dinner with his socialite and her date at Elaine's. And they said, hey, we heard about this club. Should we go? And so they get to Studio 54. There was nobody there. We knocked on the door and nobody knew who he was in 1977. About 15 minutes later, someone finally opened the door. They were still They waited for 15 minutes? Well, it was opening night. Right. They were still working on 
the lighting and stuff. And finally, at about 11 o'clock, more people came Mm -hmm. in, and soon thousands swarmed the building. Cher, Margot Hemingway, a young Brooke Shields made it inside. But Frank Sinatra was stranded in his limo. Oh, okay. And Warren Beatty, Kate Jackson, and Henry Winkler could not get in. Wow. So with nowhere else to go, the party spilled out into the street. One club goer, this is opening night, Okay, waited outside with a group of friends, including a doctor who had a jumbo jumbo bottle of Quaaludes. The doctor started handing them out, and around 30 people around us took them, and then there was sort of this mad sexual orgy. People were just taking off their clothes. Oh, my word. Now, the future president was up to less scandalous shenanigans inside. No one ever remembered him there that first night. The Studio 54 busboy, um, Richie Natar, told the BBC in in a story last year because he never was on the dance floor. But he became kind of a regular there. He would go there with dates and friends, and but he wasn't uh, he was non-drinking and non-dancing. He Ooh, just, Trump? Yeah. Okay. He just wanted to be seen with famous yeah. people yes, network yes, to yes, cut yes, the deal yes. mm-hmm. Okay, then birthday girl Bianca Jagger, opening night, um, was a success. But then the nights afterwards, it was kind of slow. And the club's fortunes were reversed a couple weeks later when Steve Rubell received a phone call from Roy Halston. It was 1030 in the morning. He said, I want to have a birthday party for Bianca Jagger. Hmm. And he wanted to have it on Monday. And the club, like many other clubs, did dark night. Right. No open right. on Monday. Perfect. And he said, okay, we'll do it. And he said, um, Steve Rubell said, I called everybody I knew in New York to come and blow up masses of white balloons. And I went to the Claremont Stables that's in the city to arrange for a horse. And this Halston, is famous. Yeah. Halston had 150 people there. Barishnikov to Jacqueline Bissett. One of the bartenders donned a diaper and popped out of a cake. But the highlight <laughs> of the evening occurred around midnight when um, a white horse was led out from behind a stage curtain by a nude couple slathered in shimmering paint and sparkles. <laughs> The birthday girl took the place of honor astride the horse, oh which then walked across the dance floor. The stunt is considered one of the most effective stunts ever in publicity, as photos of Bianca Jagger on horseback appeared around the world. Wow. And it just snowballed from there. And um, she did not actually ride into the club on the horse. No. Okay, so that is... She's tried to correct that over and over mm-hmm. and over. Um, okay, disco legends Niall Rogers and Bernard and uh, Edwards were denied entry, inspiring one of their biggest hit songs. Mm. So... Uh, YMCA? No, no. I don't know That's those, the village people. Yeah, I know. The guys, Niall Rogers. Chic. Chic. Oh, oh, chic, okay. Okay. So even though their songs were must play on the dance floor, they found themselves unable to clear the ultra strict door policy New Year's Eve 1977. They were invited to join Grace Jones at Studio 54. She wanted to interview us about recording her next album. And at our, t- at the time, our music was popular. Dance, dance, dance mm-hmm. was a big oh, hit. Huge. But Grace Jones didn't leave their name at the door and oh, the no. doorman wouldn't let them in. They waited. And waited, and we stood there as long as we could, but it just got too cold. We felt horrible, totally dejected. 
They walked back to Niall Rogers' apartment. We grabbed a couple of bottles of champagne and we plugged in our music and we just were yelling obscenities. Bleep Studio 54. Bleep them. Bleep off. Bleep them. Bleep. bleep, bleep. We were laughing. Mm-hmm. Finally, what were they're like, hey, let's. We changed it from bleep off to freak off. And then we're like, ah, freak out. And that is how Le Freak that September. That's funny. Became Sheik's first number one hit and biggest hit. That's funny. Okay. One gate crasher tried to died sneaking in through an air vent. Oh, my God. And a lot of the front door rejects, I guess the bouncers took. All kinds of crap. Oh, I'm sure. Because there were truly tenacious club goers who were trying to get in. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And they had this situation where people would climb down from the building next door in full mountain climbing gear with ropes tied around <laughs> their shoulders Gosh. trying to get that's in. That's hysterical. And um, anyway, one guy got stuck in an air vent and his body was discovered in black tie attire. He died in there. Oh, no. Um, now, they did all kinds of private parties then after the Bianca Jagger. And um, Carl Lagerfeld had a candlelit 18th century party with the staff in court dress and powdered wigs. Elizabeth Taylor had a performance by the Rockettes, which she viewed while perched on a float of gardenias. Oh, how fun. <laughs> um, she was later presented with a life-size portrait of herself, Elizabeth Taylor, made of cake. Um, and um, one of the most memorable parties was held in the honor of D- Dolly Parton. She visited just looked at it. Mm-hmm. the city for concert dates in May 78, and he, Steve Rubell, wanted to create a rural farm setting to help her feel more at home. And they had haystacks and horses and donkeys and mules running through the club. Mm. <laughs> and But Dolly, they had big wine barrels filled with corn. They had a farm wagon. They had chickens in a pen. Dolly came and was completely freaked out at the number of people there. She had not ever been to Studio 54. She was so nervous. Uh, she sat up in the balcony. She was not comfortable, uh, comfortable lady there. Mm. Um, VIPs looking for the extreme deba- debauchery yep. were st- steered to the sex cubicles in the basement or the rubber room in the balcony. So once you found yourself in Studio 54, there was this very, you know, cavernous, dingy, Dingy, dingy. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Uh, basement <laughs> with rolled carpet and set pieces from past parties, and it was there that you could get high, Drugs. low down. Right. Mm. Okay. And even those people who got in the club couldn't make it all the way into uh, the basement, and you'd stumble into half hidden rooms filled with people who seemed to be sweating because they'd done something or about to do something and security men were walking around with walkie talkies removing people and the secluded corners furnished with mattresses became a popular feature and less exclusive was the balcony area that was upholstered in rubber because it was deemed easy to clean i'll let you leave it to your imagination why it was best uh 
to be clean. And at a Purple Magazine party in September of 1977, a mostly naked couple in a clear bathtub performed for the men and women who were there for the launch of the magazine. And Steve Rubell, basically Studio 54... Just didn't pay their taxes. That's right. Yes. That's, they made, that's why I closed. They yeah. made millions in mm-hmm. 1977, and mm-hmm. they paid 8000 in taxes. Yep. They were skimming. <laughs> and yep. that was a standard practice in New York in cash flush mm-hmm. restaurants and mm-hmm. clubs. But uh, every morning, massive portions of the previous night's take would be stuffed in garbage bags and hidden above ceiling panels or yep. smuggled home to Steve's apartment and concealed in a hidden compartment. And Steve Rubell got so cocky, he joked to a radio host that what the IRS doesn't know won't hurt them right. and bragged to New York Magazine, only the mafia makes more money than than we do. Oh. For Andy Warhol's 50th birthday in August of 78, Steve Rubell gave the artist a fresh roll of 5,000 free drink tickets and a silver garbage can that was brand new filled with $1,000 crisp new ones. Wow. And according to friends, Andy said it was the best present he ever received in a jovial moment. All of his friends tipped the garbage bucket over his head, showering him with money, but he wasn't amused, and he demanded everyone pick up his crisp ones and put them back in the bin. Oh, so, I mean, JFK was there, Michael Jackson, oh, Diana, yeah. Drew uh, Diana. Barrymore was there. Oh, was yeah, she like was there 10. when she was young. <laughs> Richard yeah. Gere, Liza Minnelli mm-hmm. sang New York, New York, uh, Diana Ross. Diane Van Furstenberg. Lots of people. And the last night, the final blowout, 2,000 of the most faithful Studio 54 were invited, and Liza did sing New York, New York, and Diana Ross serenaded the owners from the DJ booth, and then Rebel, um did a spirited rendition of My Way, hmm. and they kept playing I Will Survive over and over, and from a mechanical <laughs> platform above the dance floor, Steve Rebel gave the guests an emotional speech, but people remembered that he was coked out of his mind. Oh, yeah. And everyone was crying and reaping, and New York Post columnist Jack Martin found Steve in the early morning hours. He was sort of spaced out, and we just kind of got, got, we were with him until he took a car to go home and then had to go turn himself into jail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The party was over. Wow. Yeah, he Sex. died at uh, 45 from AIDS. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. So this movie, Studio 54, it's, it's out gonna June It's going to be 15. so good. It kind of looks good. And uh, yeah, doesn't it look good? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, I like knowing that about Le Freak. Yeah, that's a good that one. Good I didn't one. know that before. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, <clears throat> the photos, if you even just Google Bjorn Borg. So many oh. good looking people. It was just like amazing. And la- that was dance floor dressing people, sequins, platforms, and phenomenal bouffants. Mm. All right, listen, we'll be back with our favorite headlines of the day. Never be the same. That's Camilla Cabello, the only one from Fifth Harmony that's having a career right now. I'm very upset that we never made it to Studio 54. That we never experienced I that. I made it to the Or House in Superior. And Same thing. That had a little lit up yeah. dance floor <laughs> that just made me so happy. I was 16 and putting on lipstick to get in because the drinking age was 18. And we weren't there for the drinks. We were there for the dancing. Right, the dancing. And to show off our good outfits. Oh, and I bet they were fantastic, Lori. I, although I did go to Regine's in Paris. Oh, that's right. You did. And... 
And in the VIP area, and I mean, hello, this was... How did you get in the VIP area? We weren't, but we were looking at Rod Stewart, who... Oh, he this, was at Studio 54. I feel like we've seen him... No, he was him. in Regine's, right. which was like, you know, the hot disco in Paris for a long, long time. Mm. A long time. And I don't know how we... I'm sure we just must have flirted our way in. I mean, a blonde and a redhead and a brunette. American girls. You know, oh, how could you say no? You 19 can't. years old. You couldn't. Yeah. It was undeniable. Uh, we wore our wedges and our gauzy skirts and our peasant blouses. Oh. Who could say no? Who could say no? To this American guy. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> our favorite headline today is the ambient maker trolling Roseanne Barr on Twitter. They do not accept your shady olive branch that they're, you're blaming it on the ambient, your, your uh, racist tweet. They just said, yep, that doesn't, uh, uh, make our well, there's a lot of side effects with Ambien, but it does not right. make you racist. And we got a you know a couple of emails and a tweet from someone who said they've done crazy things on Ambien, but it's like, who? Well, how do you do something so? Here's out what of KJ said: I, I used it. to take Ambien and would sleep clean. The greatest thing ever. I'd wake up and my house would be completely clean. <laughs> I had to stop taking it when I started leaving the house that night. Yeah, you heard about that. People driving. Well. My dad, dad, my dad had a very oh, um, oh. interesting yeah. experience with Ambien. With Ambien, mm-hmm. blood all the way. He like cut himself, and he walked down the stairs of his condo in Florida, and he had blood all over on both sides of the walls. And then he got into his lovely Saturn, mm-hmm. and this was probably in two thousand and um, when did Dad move home? Like two thousand eight, maybe um, right before that, because this was the final straw. Yeah, and. Um, he had a Saturn that he probably bought in 1988. Yeah. And it had maybe 22,000 miles on it, but it was all oxidized. Yeah, from, from the, the sun. sun in Florida. <laughs> so my dad gets into the Saturn. Be careful, honey. Be careful. You know, that car's still good. You know, it's 25 million years yeah. old. Be careful. And so he gets into it. Lord knows how he managed this. He got out onto the road, drove up a telephone pole, flipped the car back over, Got out and survived. Yeah. Not a scratch. Yeah. It's amazing. But it was time to come home. Yeah. Yeah. After that, yeah. Mm, It was time to come home and be managed by the children instead of the people. It was the doctor. We didn't realize that even if he'd had one drink and then you you have to be taking your Ambien and be in bed. Yeah. Because another time, Casey and I were with him in Florida and we were (laughs) renting a condo and he said, honey... Do I have an egg in my head? What is? And he had this huge lump. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, holy crap. So Casey <laughs> takes him. Not just an egg. You have a dinosaur you know, egg on yes. your head. So Casey takes him to the hospital. And the doctor was like, did you have anything to drink last night? Right. He said, I had a couple of cocktails. Did you take Ambien? Yes, I did. He said, you got up and you fell and you don't remember it. You right. can't drink and take Ambien. Right. If you're going to have drinks, no Ambien. Yeah. And we heard about all those crazy ambient sex yeah, stories so, and all these anyway, other things. There yeah. you go. What other headlines we got? Well, let's see. What do we have? Uh, Diane Kruger and Norman Reedus are expecting their first baby together. You know what? I I, I hope he washes his hair before the birth of the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't look like they, he does they that. Are, they, they are kind of an oddly hot, cute couple together. Hmm. I love Daryl. I hope they don't name a weird name like Mingus Lucian like they did with the other kid. I mean, doesn't that just sound like Mingus? Mingus, some old man. Maybe because I always... It sounds like 
Yeah. Mingus, a destination. So his name is Mingus Ritas. Yeah, yeah, I don't like oh. it. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pusha T. Yeah. Drake is hiding a child named Adonis. Drake is a deadbeat dad. Yeah. We This story... We don't know enough about it, but we want someone to explain it to us. Yeah. TMZ had a photo of the mother and child. She is a French yeah. former, former former French porn, porn star, star and oh. her porn name was Rosie Davini. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Which okay. Uh what else do we have? Elle Fanning Instagram's photo of Mom Angelina on the Maleficent two set. It's so well, cute. it's really cute because she's in the background with her Maleficent horns on or yeah, or whatever it is. With teeny tiny sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I hate that trend. I do, too. Please go away. I Please go, go away. Uh-huh. What will Disney change about the Star Wars franchise, given Solo's not very good box office? Um, I don't care. <laughs> there you go. And if anyone wants a Star Wars bag, I found two of them in my home today. And I'm like, well, how did those get in my house? Yeah. I, I mean, I still think this kind con- it looks good. They just people expect so much. So many people. Maybe go to Disney movies. didn't know how to promote a movie in May. They only know how to do Star Wars in December. Oh, Lori. <laughs> There's just too many of them. There's yeah. too many of them. Yeah. That's what they're going to learn. Yes. Wait. Yeah. All right. Because right. I bet in DVR that does really well. Because I would watch it that way. Mm. Okay. Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas are apparently happening. Yeah. I mean, he's never shied away from a lady 10 years older than him, and I, I feel this has summer fling written all over it. Okay. Bella Hadid, I never go a day without smiling. I just look bored because I'm modeling. Oh, I love that quote. Yeah, I do too. I love that quote. She's the June-July issue of Harper's Bazaar, and, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know oh, what to say about it. The last dance. We'll do this in honor of Studio let's 54. Dance. Yeah, let's do it, Donnie. The last dance. <laughs> I don't know. Bella let's doesn't dance. seem like a smiler to me. No, she doesn't. Not like us. Tonight. Doesn't she have Lyme's disease? <laughs> I, I Makes her crabby. Yeah. Dance. Ooh, oh, my. You guys smile. Oh, love. Thank you, Donnie.